I know a lot about golf. It's time for those weekend golf guys. Well, we're waiting. On SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Here's John Ashton and Jeff Smith. And just as the man predicted, it is us, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. I am in the studio. He is on the road. Uh, on his way, not to the golf show yet, but uh, probably to some overpriced luggage store to buy some new luggage, <laughs> so he can. Mine's uh, getting a little beat up. It's time to yeah. It's time to re up. I've got some good stuff from Club Glove that never gets beat up. Yeah. But I, I got my other ones that get a little beat up, so it's time. You gonna trust the uh, the airlines with the uh, clubs this year down to Orlando for the PGA show, or are you gonna you, you drive down there? Don't you? I'm not. No, I'm flying. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm flying. I'm just not taking my sticks. If I do happen to play, mm-hmm. I'll just use something that they already got down there at the golf course. That you know, many of those places we go, I call in advance. They'll get me what I want. Yeah, many golf you courses know? actually have golf clubs there. Strange yeah. as it may seem. Yeah, they do rentals and whatnot. Sometimes yeah. I, you know, what's interesting is I I wind up calling the pro, talking to him, asking what he's got for demos. And uh, next thing you know, I get a little little mix of this, a little mix of that. Yeah. Plus, those and, guys uh, with the rental clubs that you used over in Scotland uh, last yeah, summer, right. they have that's they have right. an operation in Orlando also. So they'll yeah. they'll meet you right at the airport with your clubs. That's right. This is what they call the major of the golf business. It is something that uh, I hate to miss, but alas, the cardiologist says, "Go to Orlando? What are you crazy?" Uh, so I said, okay, I'll stay home. You didn't have to be You're so not allowed mean. to go party and have fun. I can't party. Knob that. with the knobs? He was afraid I might stay up late and drink too much, neither of which would be oh. healthy for me in my <laughs> in my weakened condition. You know what I'm saying? In your current state, Yeah, right? I can't go, but I will live it That's vicariously right. through you. You will send me pictures, so and we will post them. I will them. send you pictures yeah. of like things that we should be doing, like going out to dinner at the steakhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. red meat. Yes, I yes. know. Whether you play golf or not, if you can ever make it to Orlando, uh, the International Boulevard area, there are so many great restaurants. Oh, it'll blow oh. your mind. And, and your belly. And, and, you know, you'll and, be getting bigger pants and bigger belts and whatnot. And, and your credit card limits. They are all uh, blown to smithereens. When you try to eat up and down International Boulevard in Orlando, uh, we're going to talk about some of the stuff we're going to see at the golf show. We're going to talk about z- some things happening in golf, uh, in particular. As I look out the window of the studio and see the three inches of freshly fallen snow, going, mm, I thought winter was going to be over. So we are those weekend golf guys, and we're going to come right back. Don't you move. Hey guys, if you're anything like me, I can guarantee you a couple things. One is you can't break 80 to save your life. And the other thing is you got a closet full of clothes, but they're all golf shirts and slacks. Maybe some shorts. You know why you do that? Because you hate to shop and because you got no sense of style. And you don't know if what you're going to buy would look good or not. And you don't want to go home and have your wife say, mm, maybe you should take that back and I'll go with you next time. What you need is a stylist, and I know where you can get from. Have you ever heard of Bombfell? Here's what happens. You go to bombfell.com slash golfguys, and you sign up with them. And then what happens is they hook you up with a stylist, somebody who absolutely knows what's cool, what's hip, and what you would look good in. You tell them how much you want to spend. You tell them what kind of stuff you like. And then you get this box delivered to you with some clothes in it. And you've got seven days to say, hey, I want to keep this. I want to send this back. I want to keep this. Whatever. You keep four items. You get 20% off the total price. Uh, three, 15, two, 10, you know, 
do the math. That's the way it works. Bombfeld.com slash golf guys. You need to go there now and sign up. It is cool. Even their tagline is cool. It says open close, but it's C-L-O-T. Yeah, you understand how it goes there. So easy. Sign up, set up your order, get the preview email from your stylist, tell them what you want to keep, tell them what you don't want to keep, and then uh, you receive the clothing. You keep what you want, you try it on, you see what you look good, and then everything is cool. Bombfell.com slash golf guys. That is B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash golf guys. You'll get 25% off your first purchase if you get it from bombfell.com slash golf guys. So check it out. Bombfell.com slash golf guys. Again, you want some cool. The clothes are cool. The clothes are stylish. And even the tagline's cool. Open and clothes. Bombfell.com slash golf guys. B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash golf guys. Go there right now. It's us this weekend, golf guys. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith over there. Again, any questions you might have, um, it's going to be a big time, big time springtime. Uh, Jeff is going to be doing uh, some Facebook Live golfing ours on a very regular basis, uh, attacking problems that you have and fixing you like that. So um, I'm thinking about putting up like one of those football tackling dummies, you know, uh-huh. with like the problem of the day on a piece of on a, on a piece of paper strapped to it, and I, I just go tackle it at the very beginning. Oh, that'll be fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah, not sure I'll get up after that. I'm going to say we have to have to uh, jack up your insurance premiums or payouts or whatever, but uh, we'll we'll take That's care right. of it. Uh, so You're looking for a little workman's comp. So should yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, good luck with that. All right, tell you what, yeah. uh, you got a question, you got a problem, you know that there's something that you couldn't do well last season, and you're probably not going to miraculously be able to do it well this season without some help. So if you want some help on any particular issue you have faced in your golf game, why don't you just jot down the problem and send it to Jeff? Just Jeff at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. And uh, he can use it as a topic for one of the uh, Facebook lives. He won't mention yeah, you by I'd name. He won't call you out. He won't embarrass you. He'll just fix you. Yeah. And, you know, honestly, what I always do in these things, for all the listeners out there, um, when, when I mention this, it's always uh, John is always the name that comes out when these problems arise. Uh-huh. You know, for example, a guy calls it, you know, sends me a note, says, hey, Jeff, I've been shanking it. Uh-huh. And I'll say, hey, John, I know you've been shanking it. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> so, it. <laughs> I've seen that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I, I can attest to that. Uh, any problem you may have had in the past, future, or or present i have had and probably will continue to have because boy i got problems i got situations i got maladies galore uh and we i like the fact that you can point out the fact you're gonna have them in the future yeah well i I, i'm a realist okay i'm a realist so are you Um, suggesting that past performance is indicative of future performance Unless unless some drastic steps to change it are taken, yes. Yeah. I am I am but saying that specifically. Past performance is indicative of future performance. Unless you have uh, 
had a lesson or two. You say, I, I don't mind using Jeff being the everyman, pretending that all of the problems presented to him through our listeners are my problems, uh, as long as he's going to make me better without having to pay him his 100 bucks an hour, you know? Don't tell him, but that's why I asked him to be on the show, so I could get lessons for free. It's working pretty yeah. good so far. The yeah. thing of it is, is you can get lessons for free, too, if you just hang out with us, okay? So uh, just make sure that if you have a problem and you would like Jeff to attack it, uh, help you get rid of it. Again, he won't call you out by name. He won't embarrass you in front of myriad folk who will be watching the Facebook Live. He'll just blame the problem on me, and I'll take it. Uh, just send a, send a little email to Jeff with two Fs, J-E-F-F, at thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Hey, I saw something pretty cool, man. Put it up on the website, uh, at uh, the Facebook page, actually, facebook.com slash golfguys. There was yep. a, a female golfer. Um, she's a golf instructor, Diane somebody, and I apologize to Diane. I forgot her last name. Right. And she was showing how to take advantage of some of the new rules. And one of the new oh, rules, yeah. one of the new rules is the double hit rule. Yeah. Where you no longer get penalized for double hitting the ball. She was behind right. a tree. The tree was in a direct line between her and her target. Mm -hmm. So she took her wedge, opened the face, and knocked the ball basically straight up, almost to waist height, and then did one of those baseball swings <laughs> uh -huh. and hit the ball straight down the fairway. Now, it does take a lot of talent to be able to do that, and it is thinking right. outside the box just a tad. Because who would have thought something like that would be possible? But that is one way of being able to take advantage of some of the new rules. So don't, uh, don't bemoan. I, I, I don't, I don't understand, especially Jordan Spieth. What's, what's his deal with being upset about dropping the ball from waist height instead of shoulder well, height? What, what's the not difference? really upset about it. They all find it to be rather, rather irritating to bend over to knee height and and drop it there. It's just kind of a goofy thing. That's all they're really saying. Is it's just goofy. Okay. Right. Just, it's, it's just not, not the way it. we've it's done it. Somebody makes a makes it sound that he's mad. He's not mad. Okay. You know. Well, that's there, good. There's been a few other people. You know, Bryson DeChambeau was doing that, um, taking his drop. I think uh, tournament of champions last week, and you know, you can see him kind of squatting down and getting all contorted a little bit and like, look, just, just tilt to the side. You know, you don't have to bend your knees and act like you're, you know, picking up a lemon off the ground that you don't want to touch or <laughs> grabbing a snake or anything. It's kind of like, eh, you know, <laughs> just bend over and get your hand about knee high and drop it. Okay. It's not that hard. Yeah. Well, he, Jordan has, has other problems. I was reading something and I, I couldn't help but chuckle, but he has problems getting comfortable with his golf grip now that he's married because the ring on his finger uh -huh. just does not feel right. You know, it's really pretty simple. Take it off when you play. Yeah. Put it on when you're done. Take it off when you play and put it someplace safe. Yeah. And, Give it to your wife. And don't forget That's to put it back wife. on. Give it to your wife. <laughs> That's right. right. That way you're... <laughs> Give it to your wife. It's never your fault. 
at that moment. That's right. You're completely exonerated if anything bad happens to it, if you hand it to your wife. You should also, though, keep keep in mind that you need to explain. Just don't take it off, hand it to your wife, and say, here, hold this for me, honey. I'm going to the golf course. That would lend to some yeah. suspicion. <laughs> yeah, right. So <laughs> That's right. Yeah, make sure you... I'll be back in about six hours. <laughs> this place we're going to, we got to drive a little bit, four, four and a half to play, sit around, be back in a half a day. Yeah. Here. Yeah, I'm going to be gone yeah. for the day, honey. Here, hold this. No, that's not going to work. Make sure no, no. you don't open a can of worms that you couldn't handle. Um, the Orlando Golf Show happens once a year. It's like three and a half, uh, well, four and a half days if you want to count the the demo day, which most people, that's what they go for. Uh, at least the, the PGA <laughs> pros, the uh, golf course operators, and, uh, you know, pros that, that run golf courses and things, they they go for the demo day because that's where all the cool stuff happens. And it happens on a driving range at the Orange County National Golf Course, which is about a 600-yard uh, um, uh, not, not radius or diameter. What's What do you call the the line that goes through the middle? It's, I guess it is a diameter. It's, it's 600 yards across. Across. The diameter, diameter of that circle. Yeah. And there Radius are, is halfway. Yeah, and there are four Across different uh, tee box sites uh, and and putting sites, and all the putter companies and the golf club companies all set up, and you've got the big boys and you've got the little guys who are trying to compete, and it is just so cool to see. Uh, basically, what we used to do is keep score. We'd go and see who was here this year that was also here last year, and who wasn't. You know, just yeah. cross them up. Go well. That that idea didn't work. You know, go down the list. <laughs> Um, but it's it's a tough business to be in. It's an expensive business to be in to get uh, a space out there. But it's a cool business to be in. And there's some very cool things that are uh, improvements of older stuff or brand new ideas or things that are uh, timeless. And they will all be there. And we're going to talk about them when we come back. We are those weekend golf guys. And we are going to be right back. So if I were you, I'd hang out. Would you like to get all this stuff a couple days early and totally commercial free? We can make that happen. Patreon.com slash golf guys. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash golf guys. For as little as a buck a month, you can become a sponsor and a patron. And we would appreciate it immensely. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. And you want to make us real happy, just go there and interact with us. Facebook.com slash golf guys. Sure sign of spring for me is when I hear him say that uh, pitchers and catchers are reporting for spring training. I love spring training. Have you ever thought about going out to Arizona to catch the Cactus League spring training? There's 10 stadiums, 15 Major League Baseball teams, and 75-degree average temperatures that time of year. Uh, 10 stadiums are, are all in the greater Phoenix area, all within 50 miles. And baseball is a lot of fun. Spring training is a lot of fun. But you know what else is a lot of fun is Arizona. Arizona, known for incredible landscapes, outdoor adventures, and, hey, bring your golf clubs. Because when the guys aren't playing baseball, you can be playing golf. There's so much great golf in Arizona around the greater Phoenix area. So check it out. Spring training in Arizona. What a great idea. 
You can plan your spring training getaway at visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. That's visitarizona.com slash spring training. It's Astros Weekend Golf, guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. You know who you are, hopefully. And thanks for being here. Thoseweekendgolfguys.com. Go there and uh, follow us along anytime you might miss a show. They're all available through the website there. Um, and if you want, you can also go and uh, subscribe to the podcast. It's absolutely free. And whenever we finish airing a version, it like is free. immediately free uploaded. And you can uh, you can catch it uh, in all its resplendent glory. You know, I would think that what you are looking for and what I am looking for, what I am thinking the coolest thing might be, um, might be a little bit different. You being a golf instructor, you're probably looking for stuff to help you in your business, something that would uh, would help most of your students. Is there any any one or two things that you have seen some hype about and are really anxious to see when you get to the show? You know, th- there are a few things. Um, I am always interested in the measuring devices. Right, because it tells me exactly what's really going on. You know, all those people that see, you know, they go, oh, "I got a good eye," but then there's those devices that actually measure what's going on. They can tell you certain little bits of information that we really need. Think about a doctor without half the stuff in the doctor's office. They get results. They get uh, things that they can take action on. Right, yeah. and they know what to do because they've measured it. All right, that's the same kind of stuff that I look for. Some things are measuring what's going on in the in the, the lead wrist. Some things are measuring on what's going on in the club head. Some things are measuring on with the, with the golf ball. Some things are measuring all these things about what's going on in the body. Some people get really bent out of shape about things when they when they can't measure it. There's a lot of things out there that are really measurable now, and so I look for things that help me with those all those things. And then I look for the things that are, what did they have last year that they made improvements upon this year? That's a big deal. I want to know what somebody did to make their product better because maybe I liked it last year and the year before but didn't buy it because I thought, well, let's just wait a little bit. And then they made an improvement. Now buy it. And okay. they, there's always a few of those. There, there's, there's one out there right now. You know, there's always those – what can I buy that can help the golfer that they can use on their own that's actually affordable? For example, launch monitors, right? Uh-huh. Everybody would love to have one that they could actually afford to have. They're so darn expensive. Yeah. I mean, the thing that I've got is a Foresight GC quad, and the thing's $18,000. You know, and the track bands are $25,000, and the flight scopes are $13,000, $14,000. And you look at them, and you're like, boy, it'd be cool to have that. But yet, FlightScope also has this little thing that's called a Mevo, and it's a little thing. It's a little bit larger than your phone. It's okay. called a Mevo, and it sits back behind. You put it exactly a few feet behind in a certain place, and it reads some data from your golf ball, right, like ball speed and launch angle and carry distance and whatnot, and it puts it really nicely into an app on your phone that you are taking a video. Uh-huh. So all of a sudden you see this swing produced those numbers. As a teacher, I know that can help if I know that it's accurate. That's one of those products that I saw last year that I thought, man, I'd like to have one of those. But let's wait a minute until they get it all accurate. Yeah. Because it was not proven 
yet to be as accurate as what is necessary to, to really help somebody. So they had a great thing. They brought it to market, and it wasn't quite there yet, but I'll bet you they made some improvements in it, and it's affordable. It's uh, I think it was 600 bucks or 700 bucks or something oh, like that. Oh, okay. Right, so that's kind of helpful. There's another thing that I know that helps golfers, a thing called a live view camera. And you set it up on a alignment stick down the line from you on the driving range or at, out there in front of you or something. It creates its own Wi-Fi hotspot, and it runs at 60 frames a second. It shows up right there on your tablet or your phone live. So you can put your phone on the ground right in front of you, and you can look down and you can see your own movements as they happen. Just this tiny little millisecond of time of a delay from mm -hmm. camera to phone. Okay. So you can look at your setup and you can look at yourself from, you know, up to the top and you can kind of check positions if you're thinking that way. And it, and it's really helpful. And so I'll check out that, see what, uh, see what software upgrades they've made to it, see if they've made it a little clearer, uh, see if they've added any features to it. You know, I'll look at stuff like that. Let's go back to that Mevo thing that you were talking about. How hard is it for us to understand what the numbers, a thing like that would produce actually mean and what to do about it? Um, the numbers that I have seen that the Mevo produces are things like ball speed. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you got to figure out what that is, right? Sure. Yeah. That might be the speed of the ball. Right. Yeah. And then club head speed. I think you got that one figured out, right? Mm -hmm. Launch angle, meaning related to the horizon. What angle did that thing launch into the air? Carry distance. Mm -hmm. Total distance. Right. You know, I, I, I've seen those numbers, right? And then there's the spin numbers. Yeah, those those are the ones that I don't think most of us know what the hell they mean and what to do about right. them. Right. Well, and and you know, there's this is a, a myriad of, of problems because the spin number people like to simplify and oversimplify and over oversimplify. Mm -hmm. Well, what should it be? Well, do you think the numbers that the ball speed number and the spin number for me is different than it is for you when we both hit a very good solidly struck drive? Uh, see, the, I, I would think that if the spin had anything to do with what the drive looked like, then no, the numbers should be similar if you and I hit similar-looking ball flights and lengths, etc. Okay. So let me ask you a, a simple question. Okay. If a ball gets struck softly, will it spin as much as it gets struck hard? I would think not. Okay. So if you're swinging it and Dustin Johnson is swinging it and you both hit a solidly struck, well-struck shot, which one's going to spin more? Oh, his is going to spin more and probably go about 100 yards further than mine. Right. Hence the, the oversimplification of the spin number because you did that early. I think they should be similar. But okay. yet when I make the distinction yeah. that once you understand that when you hit a ball harder, it spins more, now yeah. all of a sudden you're like, okay, that makes sense. And then, so therefore, everybody's spin numbers are going to be slightly different based upon how hard they hit it. Mm -hmm. And certainly the launch angle and the loft of the club matters. So every spin number is essentially for that, that shot. And um, so each shot has its own set of spin numbers. And you, what you're trying to find out is what's the best combination for that person to do because if he's got a seven iron in his hand, it's going to spin more than if he's got a three iron in his hand, and if it's going to spin more if he's got a wedge in his hand. Okay. 
that because they're sense. all going to launch differently. They yeah. all got different lofts. Right, and right? spin is what... So the spin yeah. number is the one that people tend to get really befuddled about. Yeah. Is there a and, base number um, that, that you should work on? <clears throat> well, that's the thing, right? There, there's, the, there's the question that's trying to simplify it and categorize it, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say that we have, you know, cause, well, what's average? There is no real average. Depends on who's being measured. If I measured uh, a whole bunch of handi- 18 handicappers who don't strike the ball as well as, say, tour players, and I measured only them, their average would be shockingly different right. than the average of tour players. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's very difficult to generalize and simplify and then oversimplify and then especially over-oversimplify. Yeah. You know, so that's the problem with a lot of people discerning what should it be? Because that's what everybody wants to know. Well, where am I versus what I should be? Yeah. Well, okay. Once again, you're pointing it, to the fact that, that, yeah, it would be nice for the average golfer to be able to, to, to do the, 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 the self, um, uh, self-help or self-evaluation. Yeah. Or, or whatever. Know, know what's wrong with you by what your numbers are. But still, this looks to me like it would be a good thing to use, take the numbers, take it to your local PGA teaching professional and say, hey, what the heck does this mean? Exactly. Yeah. Can I in, can I, can I make myself better if these are, if these are what's going on? Yeah. yeah. And the, the difficulty with the, what I saw with the, with the Mevo that I really want to find out is that if the data that's been kind of collected, was actually set up, you know, that was the machine gizmo, so sort of thing. Was it actually set up in each one of those tests that they got that data from? Uh-huh. Was it set up in the way that they described that you have to do it? Gotcha. This is the problem with having, say, a consumer type unit and get gathering data from it. Yeah. Is because so many people don't follow directions. Huh. For example, I wouldn't know any. Let's of those. say that they're very specific, and they say it has to be set five feet dead behind the golf ball on the ground. Mm-hmm. Five feet. Mm-hmm. Well, what if they put it at six feet? Aren't really? the numbers different? The launch yeah. angle numbers would be different. Four and a half, right? Yeah, exactly. The readings would be different, right? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. th- this is what I'm getting at: is that is that I don't know, you know, if there's this zone of accuracy. Or if it's only a spot where it has to be. Gotcha. Like, ball must be struck from this place, and there's an X on the ground that you marked off five feet behind straight on the target line in order to make all those numbers accurate. Gotcha. This is the problem with, I think, an awful lot of consumer products. You know, like those little um, little sensors that you, you clip onto your wrist. Yeah. Right? They sell them retail. I got people coming to me, John. They show me these numbers, and they go, this is good, right? Because the the app turns green, all the numbers turn green, and it says that they're good. Uh-huh. Okay, so what that means is that they they measured something, and somebody that built the program has decided that that's, that's good. Yet they don't know who it's for. Ex- exactly. Yeah, you, you can't be generic when you start doing stuff like that. Uh, another question I have too is is how much room for improvement is there in equipment? And we're going to address that when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys. Hang out with us. Would you like to get all this stuff a couple days early and totally commercial free? We can make that happen. Patreon.com slash golf guys. P 
P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash golf guys for as little as a buck a month. You can become a sponsor and a patron, and we would appreciate it immensely. I hate to shop. That's why my closet is full of golf shirts. They never go out of style, right? I, I mean, I have no sense of style. I don't know what is in style, what isn't, and I don't have the time. But it was time for me to basically step it up a little bit, you know? Spent a lot more time networking, things like that. I wanted to look stylish. Maybe someone would say, hey, there goes that John Ashton guy. He's pretty hip. I have a stylist now. And I got it through Bombfell. B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com. I have a stylist. I, I signed up with him. They hooked me up with a stylist one-on-one. He sent me a list. He said, um, what do you like? What don't you like? What's your budget? How often do you want some clothes? How much do you usually pay for them? What do you need? And we had a little conversation, and I got this box in the mail. And in it was a great pair of slacks, a twill plaid shirt, both of which probably I never would have picked out for myself, but I tried them on, and, and I'm, I look good, should I say so myself. I also got some other opinions that uh, said, hey, you're looking pretty good. And then I got a Tommy Bahama reversible sweater in the box that is absolutely gorgeous. I never would have picked it out for myself. So if you are in that situation where you're too busy to shop, you hate to shop, you don't shop for yourself, you give your money to somebody and say, hey, go get me something that I think will look good, you just sign up with bombfell.com, B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L.com, slash golf guys, and you do it that way and you'll get 25% off your first order. You don't have to keep what they send you. If they send you four things and you keep all four, you get a 20% discount. If you keep three things, you get 15% off the total price. If you keep two, you get 10% off the total price. And you don't have to get something every month. Tell them what you want, when you want it, what you like, and they'll take care of the rest. Open and close. That's their tagline, and that's that's how cool this whole company is. B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash golf guys. Sign up with them today. You will be looking sharper by this time next month. It's us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, uh, packing to get down mm-hmm. to Orlando for the PGA Merchandise Show. And um, it's always a great time for for golf business folks to uh, to gather together down there, see what's new, see what's hip, see what's cool. And I want to ask you a question, man. I, I have seen these guys at the show in larger numbers being represented uh, every year watching PGA tournaments on TV. I have yeah. seen what appears to me to be more of the pros using graphite shafts or some type of shaft that looks to be non-steel in their irons. Yeah. yeah. Is that happening? Because it used to uh-huh. be just old yeah. old men and people with slow swing speeds who used graphite. Well, there's a couple things that you're seeing. There are these things and have been these things uh, in, in golf shaft technology, uh, essentially stepless shafts. Okay. Right. What does that mean? So, you know, when you touch a, a normal steel shaft, mm-hmm. there are little segments that go in, in what we call steps. And, and okay. you get the fat, fatter part up the top, mm-hmm. and then it goes down and then tapers down abruptly. Right. right? And is kind of like. Into a segment of about an inch, and then another one, you know, a couple inches, and then another one a couple inches yeah. later, a couple inches later. Right. Those are called steps. Okay. Okay. Right. And then there are stepless shafts that are just a gentle taper from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. And those are just like the shapes 
of the graphite shafts. Okay. Right there, okay. there are no steps to them. It isn't that you're having anything broken up about it. Precision makes them. They're rifle shafts. You've heard of those, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. They're stepless. Okay. And there are other companies out there making those shafts that can paint them or give them some sort of sheen, okay. right? So you may be seeing some of those. Are, is the material though still still steel? There's a lot of them that are. Okay, just right. checking because I I just didn't know if everybody was going to the lighter materials because that I mean that's the one big thing that that all the shaft makers tout about going with graphite or something non-steel is is the yeah. weight differential is it not? Right, but there's a point to be made for the high swing speed players. Mm -hmm. You put together a big strong high swing speed player. What do you get with a lightweight graphite shaft or a lightweight shaft? You get a high spin, right? Yeah. So what they try to do is use a lot of shaft technology to optimize their spin per club. There's a point where the bigger, stronger player doesn't necessarily use the lightest weight and graphite material gotcha. shaft because it may produce too high of a launch angle, too much spin, mm -hmm. where it doesn't maximize things for that player. Gotcha. Okay. Like I mentioned to you before, sometimes we, we try so much to pigeonhole things. You know, what's good for one is good for everybody because if a high launch angle is good for John, but it might not be good for Bubba. Bubba right. might need to launch it a little bit differently to maximize his, and you might need to launch yours a little higher. Right. Okay. You know, we tend to to try to oversimplify things, mm -hmm. and we tend to um, try to actually simplify things too much. Not okay. just to overdo it, but sometimes we try. We're like, okay, simplify that for me. It's too complex. Yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden, they try to apply that simplification to everybody. What's good for goose is good for the gander, which is not always the case. Uh, which would be case. another argument for getting your clubs fit. It is a beautiful argument for getting your clubs fit <laughs> by someone who really has a clue and, mm. and tools because there's a lot of people out there right now that have a clue. They just don't have the tools. And that's an important thing to know is that there are people out there that actually have the education and the, and the know-how, but maybe they just don't have all the fitting tools available to them to really make that happen. I think that that's an important distinction yeah. to make because there's some pretty smart guys out there that just don't happen to be the best club fitters to go to because maybe they just don't have the tools right in front of them. Maybe they don't have a launch monitor in front of them and maybe yeah. they don't have enough shafts in front of them to put the absolute best one in the guy's hands. That's or, why places like uh, uh, cool clubs exist. Like Pete's Golf Shop out in Mineola, New York on Long Island. A friend of the show, uh, Kirk Oguri, we've had him on before. Yes. Right? Top 100 club fitter. Why? Mm -hmm. He's got everything. Mm -hmm. He's got the brains. He's got the, the, the experience. He's got all the tools that he needs, and he's got all the, the tips and the fittings and the knowledge of if you cut one to this, that, or the other thing. He's got all that. Another thing, too, that, that gets a little confusing for those of us who, who have, have now gotten to the point, maybe graduated to the point where we realize that we really need to get our clubs fitted to us so we can, we can be the best that we can be. What do you do? We've got some friends of the show. I won't tell you who they are because I don't want to badmouth them in any way. They are club fitting. They're advertising, come on out and get your clubs fit to you perfectly, but they only deal with Callaway product. That well, may or may not be what you need. I get it. That's the way of the world, right? There are some yeah. smart people out there, and they've chosen a company to yeah, put all their, their hat on with, right? Yeah. It's okay. Let yeah. it happen. Yeah, exactly. Right? Exactly. But again, I would think you would be better served 
And maybe that's just that I've been spoiled by being able to go to a place like the PGA show and to go from the tailor-made people to the Callaway people to the Ping people and say, okay, this is what they said. What do you got? And, uh, I mean, that would be the, the most optimum way for everybody. But I guess if I, if I had not known you and had not been in this position doing this show and getting invited to places like the PGA show, I would not have been in a position to have that done. Right. So exactly. So those of us who, who do not have that, um, need to just be careful and, uh, and at least go to somebody who represents multiple lines and ask them what would be best to, or, or get fitted yeah. to the clubs you already have. A lot of times you can do a, a, a post buying adjustments, can they not? That, that's right. It, yeah. It's very possible that for the type of player that you are, right? Let's say that you say, Hey, look, I'm a 15 handicap guy. I'm out there shooting 90. Uh, I'm only playing, you know, twice a week, which I consider actually pretty good thing, right? I'd like to play twice a week. I'd like to play twice a week. I do that during the season, and um, what I want to know is, you know, if I'm able to deliver this within reason. Mm -hmm. And within reason, that's, you know, a couple degrees here or there. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not fine-tuned to the nth degree, but you got it, right? You can Maybe they're just a bad lie angle, or there could be a little bit better one, and you could spend a few bucks to go get those, you know, altered to be a better lie angle for you. That's possible. Mm-hmm. Right? It's also possible to do it with grip size without too much expense. Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe your grips are too big for you. Maybe your grips are too small for you. Right? That's part of club fitting. Sometimes yep. they could be. You could benefit by an extra half an inch, or you could benefit by chopping off a half an inch. Mm-hmm. But a good club fitter will know if if he can make those alterations and stay within your budget. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's very possible. Okay. Well, so that's... a lot of things can be done. What I know is, I know a lot of people go, "Oh, I'll just take the current heads that I have. I love them. They're awesome heads. I'll just go reshaft them." Mm-hmm. Before you do that, check the total cost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Because once you do that, there's a lot of labor involved in that. Mm-hmm. In order to have that done well, they're going to take some time. So if you're going to do that, my advice all the time, what's the bottom line number of that? And then you can start making your decision because once you do, you know, you're buying the shafts at full price. Yeah. And then you're paying full price for the labor. Yeah. You figure that out real quick and go, uh, maybe these shafts I got are pretty good. Or maybe if I just sold this set and bought a new right. set that have these shafts I want. Right. Then right. it'll work out better for me that way. Exactly. You you yeah. got to consider those options, yeah, right? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So you're you're headed down to Orlando, down to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that uh, one half of of the thing that we're all of the clothing is you just totally ignore. <laughs> I do. Because <laughs> who cares? I do. Right. I, uh, it's where, just close. Where are you going first, and uh, who are you going to see, and what 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 can you do that's going to help us? Well, the thing that I'm going to do, of course, you know, I've got my obligations. I spend some time with the Smart to Move booth and, and educating professionals and, and doing that right there in the booth. And right. I, I do the same thing for Foresight Sports with the, the launch monitors. But mm-hmm. I need to look at things that what else is on the market out there that I can use as a golf swing training aid or a pitching training aid or a chipping training aid or a putting training aid, 
what is it that's out there that wasn't there before that people are bringing to the show to show teachers like me what else they can use to help their students. Mm -hmm. So I've, I've purchased lots of things. Um, that can help out. You know, one year I bought a K vest and it was really good. Yeah. And it's a high tech piece of equipment. That's great. Um, but uh, it is a high tech piece of equipment. Right. And, and then I bought little things down to things that cost 20, 30 bucks that are no tech. But if I see a value in it, well, let's just say it's a thing and, and it's not a thing that I have that I could make myself. Mm hmm. Or if it's something that if I did make it myself, it would look cheesy and homemade as opposed to professional and well-built. Um, you know, I have to look at those things, right? Gotcha, so yeah. I'm thinking there's a device that I bought in the past called an Impact Snap. And it's a little device that you hang on to, and it's essentially a square grip. And inside this grip is a, a, it's a little pole that sticks out, a little rod that sticks out a little bit further. But inside of that, there's a weight that when you take it back like you're swinging a club and you cock your wrist and the stand the shaft up, the weight sinks down to your hands mm -hmm. and then you swing and uncock it down by your left leg and you you know, snap your wrist and uncock your wrists. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden that weight slides down, goes forward and makes a snap right. noise yep. right there. And you do that and all of a sudden it trains your hands to deliver the club quickly in the impact zone, yep. uncock your wrists quickly, never flipping them forward, but uncocking them quickly. And now all of a sudden you've got some success because it doesn't let you flip forward and do bad things with your hands, and it doesn't let you roll your wrists into impact and be successful because of how it is. You can, you can deliver that, and you, know, you can get it so that it only goes so far. Yeah. And it's a really cool device. I could not have built that on my own and done it in a way that looked professional. I got you. Okay. <laughs> right? So I bought it. Right? Mm -hmm. So I look for little things like that. That's yeah. a seemingly innocuous little thing, but it looks professional. Right. Works well. Yeah. Right? So it lets you do certain things well. Uh, I also bought, uh, last time I was there, I bought something called the Chili Whacker. And we've had... Uh, yes, this product have. on the show. Yes, we uh, have. Eric, yeah. Eric Childs, uh, a PGA professional from Minnesota, uh, has called it that. His nickname's Chili, and so he called it the Chili Whacker. And what it is, it's, it's a tripod uh, with a rod sticking up out of the middle and a bar across the back, and then out across these bars, you have two uh, swim noodles mm -hmm. stick out, and you can adjust the bar, you can tilt it on an angle, and you can have your swim noodles uh, widened or narrowed and swing between them and it helps guide your backswing and your downswing. Mm -hmm. So if you put it in a good place for that player and make them pass their club through this, you're actually working on their golf swing. And it's a wonderful thing and it works and it's fully adjustable to lots of different heights and whatnot. So I'll look for products like that that can help anybody and everybody. So figure out what it is you need to improve. Go to your local PGA Pro and say, hey, when you're at the show, because that's where most of them will be in another yeah. week um, or this coming week, uh, say, hey, mm -hmm. look look for something for me. Uh, let me know, and as um, soon as you get back, call me, and we'll come, and uh, I'll take some lessons. Because they've yeah. got something that can help whatever ails you, as they say. you know. And uh, we're going to come right back. 
talk a little bit more about golf and how you can get better when we come back. Hope you come back with us. It's just a couple minutes away. Don't despair. We are those weekend golf guys, don't you? Why don't you follow us on Twitter? It's very easy. Just go to twitter.com. We are at WKND Golf Guys. That is it. WKND Golf Guys on Twitter. Follow us. We love it. Soon it's going to be February, which means soon thereafter it'll be springtime and, and baseball season will start up again. But you know what happens between February and the start of baseball season is spring training, which is a really cool time to go see your favorite baseball team. Why don't you follow them out to the Cactus League spring training in Arizona this year? It's a perfect home for baseball fans out there, man. It is great. Ten stadiums in the greater Phoenix area, all within 50 miles of each other. Uh, Fifteen major league teams do their spring training out in the Arizona area. And the temperature in Arizona, it averages about 75 degrees in February, which is not only great weather for watching baseball, but it's great weather for playing golf. Bring your sticks and bring the family because Arizona is a fantastic destination for families. you got family resorts. There's fun for kids of all ages, and if your child has not seen the Grand Canyon, then you're just not being a good parent. Lots of great spring training baseball and lots of great golf. Arizona, head out there this February. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. He is going to the PGA show. I'm relegated to here. That's okay. I will send you all kinds of great pictures of the fun that I'm having. Mm, oh, I appreciate of people, that. Of the people that I'm with. Oh, I, I I appreciate that even more. Yeah. And the big dinners that I'm about to have that someone else will be paying for. Oh, yes. Every time you walk through the doors of the Capitol Grill, make sure you send me a picture of that, okay? That's right. <laughs> That's right. What a great deal that was, right? Yeah, land of the $65 steak. I lo- mm-hmm. And worth every penny, though, I might add. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every penny. Every, as long as it's someone else's pennies, it's worth it. <laughs> it's definitely worth it. All right. The, the golf industry will be in Orlando this week. They will be broken up into uh, folks that are telling you that they have just come up with the latest, greatest idea. And the other half are people going, wow, this is the latest, greatest idea. I need to buy this. Some of the ideas will live on. Some of them will will be uh, quickly placed on the dustbin of history of uh, bad golf ideas, because heaven knows there has been plenty of them. Um, we'll see both. Yeah. <laughs> I promise. We'll see yeah. both. But yeah. hey, we give everybody their due. So we will be exposing some of the latest and the greatest and the new stuff and some ideas that we think can help. Actually, it's not what I think. Jeff's going to say, John, this is going to help you accomplish X, Y, and Z, and he's going to show me, and then I'll come on and I'll say, wow, if you want to accomplish X, Y, and Z, you got to use this thing because it helped me. That's See, that's the symbiotic relationship we have. Jeff goes and he that's buys right. stuff, and he comes and he lets me use it because he thinks it's going to help me. I'm his yeah. guinea pig, I guess. Well, test, I, you know, crash, the reality of it dummy. is, is that I want to, I just want to test it out on somebody, <laughs> yeah. you know, someone who's coachable, you know, Some are. you've worked with me enough to know that I'm coachable. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You listen to me. Well, I do. I do. You should too. And you can uh, just while he's gone, just check out $5golfclub.com and, uh, and listen to him. He's got some great advice there for you. Uh, but he will be back. Uh, primed in a couple of weeks with all kinds of great new stuff, and we will be exposing you to it all 
and it's just going to be another way to, uh, to to get yourself better prepared to hit this new season. All right. And in the interim, uh, hang out, listen to us, check us out at thoseweekendgolfguys.com or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash golfguys. Or if you uh, live in an area of the country where you can actually do this, go play some golf. <laughs>